Hey, Lily, you know, this might be my favorite episode that we've ever done. Why is that, Randy? Well, you know, we first had Donna Leisha on a few years back, and this was shortly after I left a job, and I was just getting started as a coach and a consultant. And as I learned more about Donna, I realized that I needed her, or or maybe somebody like her, as a coach. And actually, it all worked out, and I've been working with her ever since. Ah, oh, so you love this chat because Donna's got a new book, The Leader's Journey, and you just like talking to her so much. No, actually, it's because of what she did with you in today's episode. What? What <laughs> she did with me? Yeah, well, you know, Donna's been asking me hard questions for years, but she turned the tables and did a mini coaching session with you in the middle of today's chat. It was great to see someone else be on the other side of that. <laughs> yeah, she totally put me on the spot and she's very good at this stuff. But I like today's chat because the lessons in her new book are so good. So no more waffling. Let's hit the music. The Product Experience is brought to you by Mind the Product. Every week on the podcast, we talk to the best product people from around the globe. Visit mindtheproduct.com to catch up on past episodes and discover more. Browse for free or become a Mind the Product member to unlock premium content, discounts to our conferences around the world, and training opportunities. Mind the Product also offers free product tank meetups in more than 200 cities, and there's probably one near you. Donna, welcome back to the podcast. It's been, I don't even know how long, it's been years since we've had you on. Hi, Randy, Lily. I'm so excited to be back. I don't know how long it's been, but I'm it's like it was yesterday. Yeah, it's been, well, it's been way too long, but it's a good reason that we're having you back. It's uh, time to talk about your second book. So last time we had you on, we were talking about storytelling and the importance of that. And now you're talking about storytelling and more in the, the in not just the user's journey, but the leader's journey. Is that right? It, it's almost right. You, you know, for, for a while, I actually... I really wanted to call this book against storytelling because <laughs> it's very, very much a reaction to storytelling be, being so uh, in, in vogue in the business world. And I, and I firmly believe, um, which is part of the, the journey I went on that I talk about in the book, that um, nobody cares about your stories as a leader. They care about how they experience working with you and how you move them forward and the impact that you all make together. And that's what matters. So um, it's kind of about storytelling, but not really. Um, no one wants to hear your stories. That's interesting. So, yeah. One of the things I read in the <laughs> book was it was, there's a lot about stories and storytelling, but it's the difference between telling a story and bringing them to life. And I wanted to ask you, what did you mean by that distinction? Yeah, it's a, um, I know this is, uh, it's like the curse of my life. Like things make sense in my head and then <laughs> I have to spend my, my entire life uh, answering the, please explain, please elaborate. <laughs> you know, it's like my life is like red ink on a report from uh, elementary school or a, a grade school. No, what do you call it? Primary school as, um, as you say, please explain. But it's um, yeah. I mean, the, the book is essentially how to uh, feel like you're the hero of your own story as as a leader. So there's a story that we all live and it's called life and it's how our brain navigates everything. There are stories we tell ourselves about how we show up as leaders, how we make an impact, how we don't make an impact, 
And um, it's really about the way that we do or don't feel like heroes as we're navigating through all the things we do as leaders and how to make it the best story possible. But yeah, it's not really about telling stories. <laughs> True. Okay. You made, <laughs> and you made one other... I know. Did that, <laughs> did that help? It did. But there's one other distinction that you made around uh, the difference between uh, some being a hero and saying that leaders need to be superheroes. So what actually is the difference between being a hero and a superhero? Okay. So, um, and the funny thing is I'm going to tell a story to explain what I mean. And so here I go contradicting myself, but, um, I think the, the best way to, to explain this is to tell you about a, a time and what kickstarted me on my journey towards developing amazing leaders many years ago when I was working with an executive team in Silicon Valley. And at the time they brought me in because my previous book and all of my previous work as a consultant was about getting businesses to really understand the, the stories that customers can experience when they buy, think about, and engage with digital products and services. And what I'd found over the years is that when leaders are most clear on these stories, they can use that same mechanism and language and way of working to create not just heroes of their customers, but create heroes of everyone they work with internally in their organizations. And so I was working with this team and we were working more on traditional storytelling. Here's how you get everyone excited about what you're building and how you show up and you give pitches and demos and presentations. And it was one of those executives who pulled me aside. And then it was a few of them. And uh, they just very bluntly said, yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> like, I don't think anyone cares about any of this. I know it's a good skill to have, but how do I do any of this if I don't feel like a hero? And, you know, and my knee-jerk reaction was, well, it doesn't matter. You need to be taking care of everyone else. Um, but over time, I just couldn't stop thinking of that question. How do I, how do I be a, a hero? And what I eventually found over many years of research, practice, thousands of hours of research, and eventually an entire business pivot later as I ended up pivoting into leadership development from product development and product strategy was that if you're gonna make the biggest impact you can as a leader and really move yourself, your team and your business forward, there was something to that answer of you don't just, you do have to feel like a hero, but it's more than that. You have to feel like a superhero because leadership is hard it is a pressure cooker. Everyone's looking up to you. You're like spread in a, a million directions and often it feels impossible. And the things that you want to accomplish, whether you're the CEO of your business, the founder, you run the show or you were promoted because you're brilliant or whatever reason you're promoted, it often the things that we want to accomplish when we are trying to lead ourselves and others forward feel really, really impossible. And um, that's, you know, superheroes are a great metaphor for what it means to accomplish incredible things and impossible things. And so the more I tried to answer this 
question that I could not let go of that this this person and this team asked me many years ago. Um, the more I found the answer in one of my favorite things, which is superhero stories. So uh, now it's great. Now I develop superheroes. It's um, it's great and good thing. One of my superpowers is not letting go of things. So <laughs> <laughs> that's <laughs> that's how I got here. So one of the things that you say in the description of the book that you've written is uh, kind of leadership isn't about life, uh, isn't about letting life happen to you. Um, And I guess that's a a little bit about what you've been talking about. But like, how do you see then that sort of difference between uh, leadership, like the, the kind of the taking charge versus like being the part of the team? You know, how, how much is that like, driven then by the leader versus like maybe like more of a servant style leadership as well so the paradox of leadership for a lot of people whether you've been promoted into senior leadership by just doing a great job somewhere you work or whether you've created the company founded the company and and you built something profitable or you found investors and and you built something promising. The the paradox is that leaders often feel like success happens to them rather than them controlling success. And I I say control with a a, a grain of salt because I I, I don't believe in, in sort of manifesting uh, mumbo jumbo, you know, we, we can control our lives and everything about us. Now there's plenty that's up to chance and, and serendipity, but there is something about taking control of the narrative that the most successful leaders do. And, and let me explain, cause I don't mean telling stories. I mean, knowing what the story really is. So, for example, a few years ago, I was working with someone who was promoted to senior leadership very rapidly within um, you know, a couple of quick promotions. She had so much promise. And by the time she got to where she wanted to be, she was sort of freaking out because, you know, there's a lot of stuff that comes up, imposter syndrome, and oh, I think I was promoted by mistake. But when that happens, you're letting life control you or the journey that you're on control you. Okay, now I'm promoted. I don't know if I really want this job. I don't know if I'm cut out for this job. What can I possibly do in this role? And when that happens, you come at your position and at your leadership and at your job from a position of um, often fear you come at it with this um, lack of agency and you're just waiting for things to happen to you. Maybe I'll get another promotion. Maybe this will happen. Maybe that will happen. But when you can really go back and figure out how you have shown up in your life, what you're, and this is where the superhero metaphor comes in, what, um, the superhero, superheroes have three things. They have an identity, they have superpowers, 
and they have a mission and there's a, a cocktail of all that and all super super all superheroes have different variations of all of the above but when you can show up and instead of being along for the ride of your life you can really look back and say okay who am i what makes me amazing where am i going what are my superpowers even getting deep into like what are my what is my kryptonite that's when you can fully understand who you are and use that to then pave your path forward with more intention and focus. And I say this, you know, I use the example of someone being promoted by Mm -hmm. accident, um, but I work with a lot of founders and a lot of CEOs and they would tell you the same thing. Oh yeah, I raised, sure. I raised $150 million last month, but it was a fluke. You know, (laughs) Um, that didn't, uh, yeah, I think someone screwed up and I don't know what they were thinking. And now here I am and I have to fix this mess. Um, So it's it's kind of amazing how it shows up in so many different ways. It crosses um, roles, contexts, nationalities, genders, um, anything you can throw at the equation. But it's all the same when you can really find out, okay, what is amazing about how I got here and how I can move myself, my organization, my business forward, that's when you get going. So you've got four sections to the book about how you work with people through this or or the, the journey that people take. And uh, just to give the overview, the sections are identity, superpowers, mission, and impact. So let's start with the first one. So how do I discover what my identity actually is? And what's the difference between identity and identity with superpowers? So the the fun thing is I have spent my entire career working in tech and in product development where we have, in theory, a strong uh, tradition of what we call paving the cow path, which is, let's say you build something, a proof of concept, a prototype, you put it out into the wild and you're finding out what's working. You don't go just change all of that. You find out what's working and then you do more of that. You bake more of that into the product. Um, an example, I'll, uh, I'm thinking uh, Slack. Slack started, I forget what they actually started as was it in in message in app messaging i think was, was it, it or maybe gaming? i'm thinking of something to do with gaming yeah, it was gaming. it was it was a uh, their dev tool while they were making the game there That's you it. go so their dev tool while they're making the game and then it turns out hmm this is actually really useful and then when you see opportunities like that and you pave those paths then you can build incredible products and so leadership is much the same. I mean, being a great human is much the same. So identity is who you are based on where you've been and how you got to where you are. So it's, it's a bit of a, um, a timey-wimey trip through time and, and space that, I, <laughs> that I, I take my clients through and also um, take readers through in the book, which is find out who you are by finding out where you've been. And so um, you, you go back and you, you mine your past and you find out, all right, what, when have I been my absolute best? And what was I doing at those times? And what's the impact that I made? And when you can reverse engineer all of that, you're often surprised at who you are. And that's where the superhero metaphor is also 
quite wonderful because in every superhero origin story, a person, someone suddenly finds out that they're not who they thought they were and they have to grapple with it. And they realize, wow, I'm super, wow, I have sticky webs on my hands and I can (laughs) shoot them. Wow, I can fly and I can do things that all my friends and peers cannot do. Um, Yeah, leadership is much the same. We all have amazing things that we've done in our life. We just often don't see it because we're not looking for it. And I think that that's one of the things that I find or have found slightly tricky in my own sort of journey is kind of uncovering what my superpower is or like, you know, what my strengths are. Um, I think I'm much clearer on that now, but I'm like, you know, older. (laughs) So how do you kind of help people uncover what their superpowers are if they're not sure how they differ from other leaders in the business or just like other kind of peers who are at a similar sort of level and type of experience of them? Like, yeah, how do you get to understand what your superpowers are and, and how you can use them, I guess, as well? It's it's a funny thing for a lot of people. It does come with age when you're a lot older. I, I find often once you hit your fifties, you kind of realize, hang on, <laughs> like I, I know what I'm good at, and I'm done with this. And you stop. You're just like mm-hmm. done with all the silliness. And often um, people have sort of a reawakening at that age and are able to be amazing. But for the rest of us, especially the founders, CEOs, and executives who I work with, especially in the tech industry, a lot of us are really young. And I say us, a lot, a lot of my clients are even much younger than than me. And um, what happens is when you're so young and so promising, you can't see, and you also can't wait till your 50s to figure out, oh, this is why I'm pretty great and then get confident. And so the fast track way is, again, to take that, uh, to travel through your past and just, um, it's almost like that, uh, uh, what story was it? The Christmas Carol where, you, you know, you, you, you take a, a, a ride through your past and you look around and you see what what happened? Was that the Christmas Carol? Right, uh, Christmas. Past it's a wonderful life, Christmas, Christmas Carol. It's a wonderful yeah. life. All those stories, yeah. There you go. <laughs> um, so, and I know there's a superhero one for this too. I don't think it's in the book, but Doctor Strange probably does it, or whoever. But um, yeah, it's just to look back. And so, um, you know, I could even ask you right now, Lily. What's what's something? Maybe I'll, I'll put it this way. What was something that you worked on? as a kid or something you did, a project, maybe in school or outside of school, something where you were just your absolute best, much younger, so excited. Oh my God. I can tell you the answer to this. I knew as soon as you asked me what it was going to be. So (laughs) do we have time for this? I'll just tell you really quickly. So when I was in sixth form, which is like year 12, 13, I really wanted to be the social rep because you got to organize all the parties. Um, and I was up against like two other girls who were like the popular girls. So I was like, shit, I've got to like, you know, pull all the stops out in order to win this. So I organized a party, um, like an under 18s night, at a club, nightclub, um, and did the posters for it and everything. 
And then when they had the the sort of pitch thing, the two other girls did their pitch of like why they should be chosen. And then I was like, guys, I've already organized the party. If you vote for me, it's happening on this date. And this is the venue and everything. And everyone was just like, okay, we'll go with Lily. (laughs) So I won. It was brilliant. Um, So yeah, that was, you know, that was my, I was very proud of myself at that point. I think it's like getting shit done. Maybe that's my superpower. Getting, getting shit done. Okay. So you did this. What's the impact that you had? Like then what happened? Uh, then we had an amazing party, I guess. And everyone was very happy. (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You get shit done. You had an amazing party. Everyone was happy. Why does it matter that everyone was happy? Oh, um, I mean, yeah, that's a really hard one to answer. (laughs) I don't know. Oh, I'd have to really dig deep in order to figure out why I cared so much. Mm -hmm. That's okay. (laughs) It could be. So the end of the story is that everyone was happy. Sometimes there's a there there that matters. And sometimes that's the end. Everyone was happy. So you get shit done. Everyone was happy. What did or could have gotten in your way on this journey? Oh, well, things going wrong. Um, The venue falling through no one turning up. (laughs) That's like, that's always the horror story with the um, parties, right? The potential nightmare, no one showing up. Yep. What about um, internal things that could have gotten in in your way? What of your own internal quirks or characteristics could have gotten in the way of your success here? Um, I mean, I, I think at that age, I was so sort of like, blind to all of that stuff that Mm. I don't Mm -hmm. know if I would have been aware of of anything like that but now I know that sometimes I can be a little bit too gung-ho and not like bring everyone else along on the the journey and uh and so yeah I'm a bit more I'm a bit more careful these days with my go get them attitude (laughs) There you go. So chances are, if we had a ton of time and we dug into a few more stories from throughout your life, we would see patterns emerge. And this is what's great about this, this way of working and just this way of thinking is to, um, you know, because this is the product experience podcast and most everyone listening to this is a product person. I'll just, I'll use shorthand and and industry lingo, but this is a, um, it's a discovery project. And when you do it right, it's a continuous discovery project that you (laughs) never stop doing. And it's um, once you, you know, if we were interviewing users or customers, for example, I would need to interview three to five. I'd hear the same things after three and then of a certain segment. Um, By five, you feel really good about things. And then you interview eight of that segment just to make sure that you didn't really miss anything. Going through the stories of your past to figure out who you are as a leader, who you are as a person essentially is the same exact thing. So if we went through a few more stories, we would start to see the patterns. Your superpowers would become abundantly clear. The impact that you have on the world and what motivates you would become Mm. abundantly clear. If it's just to make people happy, that's great. If there's more, we would uncover it. 
and kryptonite are the things that you would look out for. Although we'd also find that your superpowers lie in your kryptonite because if you struggle to bring people along on your journey because you move so quickly, that means that moving quickly is also a strength of yours. So got to figure out how to leverage it. And once you're clear on what the ultimate story is, again, this is it's not one that you necessarily ever tell anyone because they probably don't want to hear you talking about yourself <laughs> all the time. <laughs> but it's one that you start experimenting with. And this is where, again, it's like a, a product problem or a product challenge or a product uh, you know, creation thing that we're playing with, which is you start experimenting. Okay, is this really who I am? I get shit done. Sometimes when I talk to people, what they realize their story is, it actually surprises them. And um, I talk about this in the book. I know for myself, you know, I spent years of my life thinking I was a quitter and I could never stick with anything. And, um, you know, I learned through a lot of what I talk about in the book that my story is exactly the opposite. And in fact, today I was in a meeting where a few people who I just met, they told me, wow, you never give up, do you? <laughs> and it was kind of exciting because I didn't have to tell them that. They somehow just after a few meetings, they learned that about me. It took me 30 years to learn that about myself. But um, yeah, it's all discovery project. It's just, we're doing it for ourselves. Once you mm. do this, it's continuous. And then you do it for everyone you work with, your teams and your business and everything. You're all heroes. I've got to say, the last few minutes of watching you do that with Lily Donna was some of my favorite time ever on this podcast. Because, <laughs> so full disclosure, after we had you on last time a few years ago, I called you up and said, I think I need to talk to you more often. And I have been working with you as my coach ever since. And to see you doing it to somebody else was great. <laughs> it was fantastic. Yeah, it's 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 so much fun. And I've been wanting to do it more on podcasts and I haven't figured out how to yet. So thanks, Lily, for being my my guinea pig here because <laughs> it's so much fun. It's part of why I wrote the book. It, it makes me so sad. One of my superpowers, which is also a value of mine, is um, ac accessibility, just making things accessible to people and being accessible. And it makes me, it's so hard to have all of my coaching happen behind closed doors. So I partly wrote the book just to share all the goodness and the breakthroughs and these ways of working and thinking with more people. But um, yeah, I've been wanting to figure out how to do it more live with people because it's, it's really cool. That is really cool. No, it was good. Good fun. Um, so Donna, you, you talked about uh, kryptonite there and uh, that being part of your superpower in a way. So I've heard different philosophies about how people deal with weaknesses. And is it something where you need to shore up your weaknesses and really focus on those? Or is it you just acknowledge it and say, okay, I'm going to try and put a, a buffer around it and focus on my strengths? I believe that our weaknesses often are where our secret superpowers are hiding out. So... For example, I know before we started the podcast, the three of us were chatting and I was saying something like, details are my kryptonite and I cannot handle details as I'm going through a book launch, which is all details all the time. <laughs> and so, you know, on the one hand, certain things... You know, I know better than to fight myself if details are not my thing. Yes, I have a team 
to help me. I'm a business owner. I'm smart. I know better than to try to do everything all by myself. And so I get help for certain things. On the other hand, just spending life thinking that you're bad at details is a pretty low energy deflating way to show up. And it's definitely not a a productive way to run a business because when you harp on what's not working, that just, it sucks your energy and you need a lot of energy to show up and do things like run a business or work with humans. And so when you can look at your weaknesses instead as secret superpowers, you can, I don't want to say reframe them because I, it's not like, no, it's okay. Details like, you know, I don't need details or no, I'm just really good at strategy. So forget it. But when you can fully honor, so I'll use details as an example. So the way it works is when you can look at your weaknesses instead as hidden superpowers, you can see how what you think is a weakness actually serves you. So if I use details as an example, I could just say, wow, I'm so bad at details and it takes my energy and I show up embarrassed and weak and not getting things done. Or I can ask, well, when I'm missing details or bogged down by details, how is that serving me? And when I look at how missing details serves me, it's very, very clear that missing details frees me up to look at the big picture. Not noticing details frees me up to stay a hundred miles up above the ground. Or for those of you overseas, it's many kilometers, however many that is, 200 and something <laughs> kilometers. But it um, it's actually a, a strength to miss details. I work with a lot of founders, for example, who are so good at details that they can't get out of details. And when you're a CEO of a growing billion-dollar company now responsible for thousands of people and you cannot let go of details, you're going to slow everyone down and drive everyone nuts and create a lot of financial issues for your company. And so missing details can be a superpower. On the flip side, let's say you're also that CEO and your superpower, your kryptonite is details. How does that serve you? Well, I've worked with folks who are so detail-driven. How did that serve them? They built a billion-dollar company. It worked thus far. So are they just going to be like, nah, I need to be more strategic now because details are driving everyone nuts? No, you have to honor your kryptonite, the things that are holding you back. So how might being really focused on details serve you in a productive way? Well, maybe next time you're running an executive meeting, instead of critiquing everybody and telling them how they're getting everything wrong, if you really want to focus on details, maybe make sure that um, you're 
I'm just throwing this out there, but like the venue is the best possible venue it could be, or that everyone has a little gift on their table, or, you know, there are lots of ways to honor your ability to do details. It doesn't mean that you have to um, drive everybody nuts. So it's, uh, everything's on a spectrum. Kryptonite and superpowers, you can't just ignore one and embrace the other. You really need to figure out kind of like how superpowers, superheroes do like Hulk, you know, is his strength is also his weakness. You have to figure out how to manage it. Amazing. Donna, we are going to take a short interlude um, and come back next week to finish off our conversation because we still need to dig into the mission and the impact. Um, But thank you so much for everything so far. And for those of you that have come to this podcast later, dig straight into the next episode and listen to more information about how we get into the mission and the impact. Thank you both. The Product Experience is the first and the best podcast from Mind the Product. Our hosts are me, Lily Smith. And me, Randy Silver. Lou Ron Pratt is our producer and Luke Smith is our editor. Our theme music is from Hamburg-based band POW. That's P-A-U. Thanks to Arnie Kittler, who curates both Product Tank and MTP Engage in Hamburg, and who also plays bass in the band for letting us use their music. You can connect with your local product community via Product Tank, regular free meetups in over 200 cities worldwide. If there's not one near you, maybe you should think about starting one. To find out more, go to mindtheproduct.com forward slash product tank.